Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Brunch with Brent. Uh, I am joined today by Broadus Palmer. Broadus, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Just trying to make it another day. How about yourself? Just another day. Yeah, I'm doing good over here. Um, it's super excited to, to get connected with you. It's been recommended that we have a chat, and uh, here we are. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, me too, man. I appreciate everything. I appreciate you guys having me. So I know of you that you're a Google Cloud training architect at Linux Academy. Uh, I think that's how you spend most of your days. And But you've also uh, are a cloud career coach uh, at your own little thing, Level Up with Brodus. And uh, I'd love to chat about both of those, but can we can we dive into the... Uh, the cloud training architecture. I admit that I'm curious to hear about what your everyday is like there. Basically, you know, what I do is I teach deep dive um, technology courses for um, Linux Academy as a Google Cloud training architect. And my most recent course that I'm working on now is deploying GCP resources with Terraform. So, a day-to-day is basically, you know, um, designing. Uh, we use interactive diagrams to help students move along and follow the courses. So we're designing the, uh, the we call them lucid charts, and getting those approved. And then we're learning the technology and we're recording and teaching. Um, most of the time, the technologies and services I got to work with have been, you know, things that I've never worked with before. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I had to spend a little time. Uh, figuring it out and learning it and then teaching it. And I think that's great because I'm not an expert, right? So I think, and this is just the opinion of myself, uh, being an expert, you don't know how to come down and use languages for a person who's just trying to figure it out. You, you know, you still may use language that they don't understand and teach at a level where they still can't grasp what's going on. So if you're just only two steps ahead of someone and you're just learning it yourself, you can really reach back in and share and, and help them understand that much more and use the language that they can bridge to learn the technology because you're just learning it yourself. Right, because I guess then you can remember what it was like to be walking in their shoes, like maybe just a short time ago, right? Right, yeah, just like yesterday. (laughs) Like, Like, I just learned this yesterday, so let me teach this to you today. Well, you know what, though? Like, some people, that is how they do it. Like, I've, I've had a few mentors previously who that was sometimes their style, simply because that's when you're at like peak excitement, right? When you're learning about something and digging in, you know, maybe you sat there for six hours and really dove into a topic and you're just like oozing with um, excitement about that. And sometimes you can't help but but share it. How is it for you to be doing those, like you mentioned deep dives and that is all, that always gets my ears perked up. Um, is that somewhere that feels like a really natural place for you is to do these like, super long form sort of depth uh, kind of learning styles? Um, So I would say one thing that I found when doing these deep dives or anything, right? I found that when I get a technology that I don't know about, it's really uh, scary, right? Because you're like, oh man, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I don't know anything about this service. So, but it forces you to learn and it forces you to get through it. Then when you get through it, you're like, oh man, you know, um, I really can teach this, you know, and I really learn in uh, a, a, a deep 
understanding of what's going on because it forces you to work with projects. It forces you to read documentation and go into documentation. And I believe going into documentation is requires you to understand the technology deep. And a lot of people who used uh, the technology don't know the best practices or don't know um, anything outside of what they've done or what it can do. So uh, this allows me to have not only the expertise, but the experience as well. And, you know, it's scary sometimes because, you know, you know, with the Terraform course, I never used Terraform and I asked for it and I knew it's an advanced level course, but I was like, give it to me. Um, they was like, what do you want to work on? And I was like, Terraform. Then I was like, shit, why did I say that? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm here now and I'm learning it and I'm, uh, I feel like I'm doing a great job putting a course together. And hey, man, it's all about um, going and learning so you can shine. And then when you get through it, you'll be like. Wow, you know, I, I I am capable of doing this. I've always been fascinated with the learning process, and some who've maybe listened to my chat with with Wes, uh, we kind of got into that a little bit. But this like lifelong, insatiable learning journey is, uh, you know, I think that's a good way to describe most of my days is just um, wanting to learn all the time, and and it sounds like that's kind of who you are too it sounds like you're always reaching kind of for the next thing and you know just pushing outside of your comfort zone a little bit and there's some magic that really happens there right would would you say that's pretty accurate for you yeah hey sometimes it, it doesn't feel good right i ask myself why do i continue to do that yeah that discomfort right yeah yeah but for the most part you know um where there's comfort there's no growth so where you have discomfort, you're able to grow and get to the next level and level up, man. And, you know, that's the model I made for my whole entire life. That's the mission for our family, too, because, you know, just leveling up and, and learning stuff. I feel if you don't have a mission or a purpose, then what are you doing it for? Right. So wh why do I go to work and and and, and teach these technologies to um, people who are trying to transition and advance their career. You know, why do I, why did I try to come to Linux Academy in this first place? It's because, you know, I used it to change my life and it gave me a purpose to help others do the same. Wow. That sounds really powerful. Uh, I would imagine you feel like you're sort of touching a lot of people's lives in that way and enabling them to do things maybe that they didn't think they were capable of, or at least uh, enabling those transformations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would hope so. You know, um, I guess that's the idea, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the whole idea around it. And that's the whole point, you know, because uh, let's be hundred percent honest, you know, I'm okay. I'm an okay technologist, you know, I, I can hold my own, but I'm an even better motivator, an even better um, person to spark a fire in you and to help you um, reach your goals. So, you know, in the tech industry, yeah, you have to have the knowledge, right? But I think what gets people hired and help people advance their careers is the opportunity to show the passion and the hunger and show um, after even two years of being in this certain position, you still have the hunger to grow. And as I talk about this, I it, it, make, it reminds me of when we was in reInvent, I had a gentleman come by and looked at our uh, Linux Academy logo. And he said, Linux Academy. Nah, I don't need to know anything else. I've worked, I've been working with Linux for 25 years. I'm good. And I said, well, you're the type of person that's going to let somebody who's fresh, who's hungry and passionate, come take your position because you don't want to learn anything new. You don't want to do anything else, but you're going to have a person who is going to be able to get up to speed 
where you at quickly because of the hunger and passion and, and put you out of a job, you know, and and to say that, I say we have to be willing to take what took us years to learn. We will have to be willing to share that information to help somebody do that in even months or even weeks, you know, because this is what it's all about. But you have to have the passion. You have to have the hunger and that's a main portion of the ingredient of uh, branding yourself and selling yourself to get yourself to the next level. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if your mind frame and your mindset is not set on success, you're not going. You're not going to move forward. Well put. Yeah, well put for sure. While you were mentioning that um, interaction that you had, I was thinking, geez, like. Look how much Linux has changed in the last 25 years and even just how those technologies are used, right? Like even in the last five years, right? Right, right. It's like, man, if you're relying on on what you learned a long time ago, like that still applies, but I'm I'm learning all the time about different like technologies and different ways of applying the same technologies. I would say that's one of my main pastimes uh, and I don't think I'd have it any other way. So I'm glad you're trying to sort of inspire others for that same thing. Um, can you give me a sense a little bit of, of like the, the demographic of the people that you end up reaching? Like, do you feel like it's mostly new people to the industry or, or are you getting some people who are, you know, I've been in it for a while. When I started out, I had a vision of helping people who were just like me cross over and get into the industry because obviously me coming into the industry, I knew exactly what a person needed to do that were you know, coming from a totally, completely in different industry. So, you know, I came from the banking industry and um, worked my butt off and failed and understood what I had to do um, because, you know, when people try to transition into industry, especially cloud field or the cloud industry, um, they consult with people who just tell them, hey, you know, get your certifications and then you'll get a job, right? But it's not really all about that. It's all about having the hands-on skills that you need to be able to be um, successful and an asset and valuable. And I took the hard way, which I tried to get the certs and I learned the hard way as well, right? So coming back, I was like, you know what? If I can help somebody avoid the pitfalls that I went through, um, why not? But what started happening was like soon as I began my career, um, I started getting like inboxes from people who were saying, hey, bro, this, I'm a, I've been a networking engineer for 15 years and I'm trying to move to the cloud. And I was just wondering, can you help me? And I'm like, what? Hold on, what? Whoa. <laughs> bro, like, I'm like, hold up, bro. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't think you need my help. But then I realized it's because I was, it wasn't the fact that they maybe thought I was an expert in the field, right? They they thought that this is a person who has an attitude that I need to have, right? I want to, this is a person who probably emulates the type of uh, progression and, 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 um, mindset that I need to have to accomplish my goals. So, and I started to realize that's why they were, they were reaching out to me and the demographics of the clients that I work with now, uh, all over the place, man. I mean, I have clients that are brand new from Toronto, got clients that have been in the industry in India that, you know, clients that have been in the military and, and clients that have been, um, working as a system admin for two years, you know, clients that, uh, our project managers that's trying to get into the cloud industry. I, I will say this, the new clients who people who 
want to transition from another field don't have an idea as of yet until they talk to me or somebody just like me. They don't have an idea of what it actually takes, right? I think the clients that are in the industry now and have been in the industry for a while have an idea and value it more because they know exactly what it takes and they understand the value, right? The new people, they don't know yet, right? They just kind of going by what people tell them. And that's why they're all over the place because people tell them so many different things, right? Right. They're like seeing with their eyes for the first time, but they don't really have a sense of the whole landscape. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, after they speak to me and realize, okay, this is what it's going to take. Then they start doubting themselves. Like, I don't know if I could be able to do it. Right. Oh no. Yeah. So like, do you really think I can do it? I'm like, listen, if I can do it, you definitely could do it. Like I didn't know <laughs> shit about anything. Like if you look, if you look at uh, the video from Linux Academy when we did the uh, interview at my home, I literally was calling AWS Oz. Like I didn't know what the hell it was. I was like, I'm gonna learn Oz. It was like what? It's like Oz. It was like Oz. I was like, yeah, AWS. They were like AWS, Amazon Web Services. I was like, yeah, Oz. They was like, no, that's not what it's called, bro. I'm like, oh well, you know, that's embarrassing, but you know. <laughs> But I think the reality is that we've all been there, you know, in, in whatever topic we're now experts in or becoming experts in. It's like we all started at that same place on the timeline. I like to kind of think of it that way sometimes. It's like, okay, maybe I have a little bit more experience than you in something, but that's only because I've, I've put in a little bit more time or, or I've been lucky to have some, some great mentors who've showed me shortcuts. But, we're, you know, we're just all on a different point on the same timeline. So... Uh, yeah, no problem if uh, if you're just getting into Oz for the first time, <laughs> <laughs> or or GSIP, or um, yeah. <laughs> or, Az- right. or Azure, or Azure, <laughs> Azure. Yeah, that's the, that's a particularly hard one though. <laughs> yeah, the Azure is the new uh, designer clothing line. Azure, I'm rocking that Azure today. Well, that sounds nice. You have to hook me up with some of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a, we got a store that just uh, you know grand opening yesterday. I got you, brother. <laughs> But yeah, I think you're right. Like Elle says this sometimes, being new is totally okay, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just a mindset, right? Being new is totally okay. But what is not okay is saying that you can't do it. Yeah, right. You know, because everybody else is. Like, you don't have to be this genius cutting out from the womb of like, I'm going to learn cloud. Like, no, it don't work like that. You know, I didn't. Well, the reality too is that like that just never happens. Right. It may seem like someone came out of nowhere and knows everything, but but so often it's because they've put in years of experience sort of in the shadows, right? And, that, and that's what a lot of people see. They see the success, but they don't see the hard work, right? And then I think when they get a, especially newbies, where they understand exactly what they need to do, some of them are not willing to do it because they thought it was going to be easy. There's this saying that I love that I, I wish I could remember where it came from, but uh, uh, it, it always comes back to me and I think it applies really perfectly here um, that nothing in life worth doing is easy. Right. You know, so if it's hard, it probably means that that's the way you should go. That's the path you should chase because it's going to transform you. Right. And, and, and I have a saying too, where I used to uh, use when I used to uh, be a musician and I wanted to market my music, I say, you know, you build the house from the foundation up. You don't start at the top and build it down, right? So you can't come and, you know, uh, build a career um, from the top and then try to 
work your way from the foundation to try to bridge the gap. No, you got to start with the fundamentals and start with the foundation and then build your career on up. And like I said, you know, when some people see exactly what they have to do, they automatically doubt themselves because they were told that, oh, just get this security plus certification. You can get your security job. They don't work like that. No way. Yeah. They thought it was easy. And then they realized, okay, I got to do this. Nah, I don't want to do it. But just like with me um, in the courses, yeah, I may be scared of the course if I get something I don't know, but take your time, learn it and power through it. And then you realize that you're so much more than what you thought you were. Powerful words. Um, Would you say that like a big portion of the value that you end up giving is almost less training and more motivation or like career sort of, I don't want to say advice, but like you could say coaching. Yeah. 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 Coaching is the perfect word. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, um, with, and I'm going to break it down and then be completely honest, you know, with the level up with broadest coaching, I don't do any technical training at all because, you know, it'd be a conflict of interest or what I'm doing with Linux Academy. Of course. Yeah. Fair enough. So, um, I actually bring the students to Linux Academy to learn and I coach them on specific paths or what they need to take based on the goals that they set for themselves. Right. And then I help them with, um, six weeks of, uh, of group coaching, where I'm working through roadblocks, I'm working through time management issues, I'm working through consistency and motivation. And I give them projects to do on the Linux, Linux Academy platform. So um, they have the, uh, the all the infrastructure and environments they need to work on these projects. So we work on these projects and we document all processes for the projects to make sure that they have the experience and they can understand what's going on and they can talk about uh, the experience with the service or tools that they use and they can market themselves with that process as well, meaning that uh, they can really uh, start making blogs and showing how they've been using a certain tool or service within, you know, cloud or within Linux or whatever the case or within automation. That's amazing. Yeah, it sounds like really fundamentally like some pretty specific personalized like goal setting that is targeted and uh, achievable, like you're saying, right? Uh, and that sounds super valuable. I would imagine too that a lot of those skill sets end up improving, you know, all sorts of areas of, of your students' lives, not just the technical aspect. Because it's similar to working out, right? You know, let's say the technical aspect of it is picking up the bar, Bell, and pushing the barbell with 180 pounds of weight on it or 200 pounds of weight on it, right? That's the technical aspect. The other aspect you forget about is when you get, when you're supposed to do 10 reps and you get to six and you want to quit. Now, how are you going to get to 10? That's the mental game. It's the mental game. You know, you want to quit at six, but we got 10 to do. And you don't realize the 10 is where your success at, but you think you want to settle and say six is where my success at. We don't need six. Six is not going to get you the job. You need 10. So how are we going to get there? You know? So that's how I put it. Man, I feel like I need this. (laughs) (laughs) But I think really the reality is like, those are such useful skills for anyone, anywhere, doing anything, right? Um, So I, I, I can see how just helping people in that way would feel really rewarding for you. Uh, do you think that's what kind of keeps keeps you doing it? Yeah, um, because, you know, it's just all about seeing people's success, right? Like, 
it, it wins both ways. Their success is Linux Academy's success and my success as well. Everybody's winning. Everybody's winning. You know, I put together a package where everybody wins. I don't try to exclude everyone. I want to include everyone, you know, so everyone's winning. So everyone gets, you know, you might not get, you know, they come in with the unrealistic expectation of, man, you know, I want to get a, I want a salary, 150K. Well, you might come in at 110. If you work your ass off, you might get that 150 maybe next year, then year and a half or two years, you know. Uh, you might get it next six months if you work your ass off and you might get it somewhere else. But, you know, come in with realistic expectations because you can't have a weak mindset and then have unrealistic expectations of what you want. So you can't say, oh, I'm supposed to do 10, but I'm going to do six, but I want to get paid for 15. <laughs> right. You know, you, you're supposed to do 10 reps. You're doing six, but you want to get paid because you for 15 reps. No, they don't work like that. That's a great analogy. <laughs> How did you ever first get into this technology stuff? Like you mentioned music in there. Yeah, man. <laughs> what was that journey like for you? So, yeah. So I was, a, man, when I, when I was coming up, man, I was a jack of all trades, right? So, um, you know, even from my childhood days, you know, and I'm just to share this information where, you know, I was trying to be young, um, trying to thug it out, be in the streets and be with my friends, be cool, you know, and um, come from a, a background where, you know, statistically, I'm not supposed to be here, even here, right? So to be honest with you, it wasn't until I met my wife, man. I was like 22 years old, brother, and, and I still didn't have a job, and I pursued her. And the word she said out of her mouth was, if you want to be with me, you better find a job. <laughs> That's motivation. <laughs> so before then, right, I was um, a musician, and I was a rapper, and uh, I feel a very good one. And because, you know, I was a very good naturally at marketing and we built ourselves to where we were opening for major acts. Like, um, I don't know if you're a fan of hip hop, but like we performed with artists like Nas. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like, um, artists, uh, like Gucci Mane and, uh, uh, Joe Buttons and, um, uh, reformer artists like Logic. So you're not just doing this out of your garage for a few people. No, 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 man. We was actually like touring, you know, um, uh, New York Times Square and stuff like that, man. And uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and we were in huge. We was in huge hip hop magazines like The Source and Double XL magazine, and and we had a great fan base. We were selling merch, man. It was it was awesome. And uh, so I have a mind frame of like I don't want to bag anyone for anything. So what I say that, I mean, the shows we were getting on, we were had a relationship with a promoter that was outside of DC. And I just got tired of asking him, can we get on the shows with these big artists? So I decided that I was going to take my money and I was going to start booking big artists and then opening up for these artists and count the money at the end of the night. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> that same promoter came to me and was like, look, brothers, you know, he didn't have, he wanted to bring an artist named Joe Buttons down and he didn't have any cash. So he was like, look, I know you're trying to do this on your own. So how about you use my promotion name? I promote the company and I promote the party and pack it out. You just put up the funds and his stupid ass guaranteed me 40% on top of my money. Guaranteed, right? So with contract, so I, why wouldn't I take that deal? Not much to lose there. <laughs> right. So come, my money didn't come, right? 
after the show packed out, it was probably 1,500 people in the club. We did a great show. Joe Buttons did a great show. Next thing you know, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I live in Central Virginia, but it's, we in D.C. right now. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I got to head back home. I still got three-hour drive home, and now n- no one knows where my money is, right? So long story short, took him to court, got my money, but... At that time, you know, I had a partner and I that we were just, uh, we had different um, outlooks on where we wanted ourselves to be. We just part ways and we actually parted ways with music, but we ended up starting a clothing line because we was <laughs> we were selling so much merch with our um, band name that we decided to start a clothing line that actually started going well, but then we didn't see out of out on that and we went our separate ways as well. Okay. Then I started going to sneaker reselling. And I'm a huge sneaker collector. Would you say you have an interest then in like fashion a little bit? Or I, I know that's maybe a loaded term, but um, but I know some people who are into sneakers are like, they're really into sneakers. Yeah, man. Like it's a huge industry, right? So like, you know, uh, I sell, you know, sneakers for $2,000, you know, that's just what it is. And I was doing well. I had celebrity clients buying sneakers from me. I had NBA clients and everything. And um Long story short, I took a huge loss. Um, I trusted some sources that I would get my sneakers from, and they didn't come through. And I lost a shit pile of money, man. And um, wow. And in the meantime, I was getting a job and working a new career as a in the financial industry because my wife told me I had needed to get a job. And um, I just worked my way up from you know teller to teller one, teller two, teller three to banker one, banker two, banker three, banker four. Leveling up, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to level up much quicker, but I understood it was levels to this, right? So you got to move from one step to the next. Yeah, and really, man, when I got to a point, maybe two and a half years ago, I just got tired of doing what I was doing, and I knew God put something better on my life, and I was just like, I'm going to follow what God wanted me to do. First, I tried to figure out what I wanted to do, and I didn't know what I wanted to do in the industry. And everyone took me every which way. Like they was like, "Get your network plus cert, get your A plus cert, go ahead and go into uh, project management, go ahead and do this." And I was like, "I don't want to do that." And so, who who were you talking to at this point? Friends, and they were already in the industry, and more people on LinkedIn that I wanted to reach out to. That's just they were in the industry, and I wanted to pick their brain. And of course, they're going to tell me do what they're doing. So being spread thin and not really having a solid ground of where I wanted to go, what I did know was when I was collecting sneakers, we used to use these things called sneaker bots that were able to manually or or automatically check out faster than manual customers and able because when you're dealing with sneakers, especially high demand sneakers, you have sneakers that are drop at 10 o'clock and at 10.01, they're sold out. Yeah. So these sneaker bots helped us get these sneakers that we want. I see the connection now. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I knew when we were installing these sneaker bots on, we used to get server packages from server companies that was directly marketing towards sneaker bot people. And these servers were on AWS, right? So Microsoft service, we were installing these sneaker bots on a regular GUI interface on a Microsoft server on AWS. So here comes the Oz thing because when they used to send us when they used to send us uh, like PDF files to help us figure out what we want to do or brand stuff to us and, you know, do like content videos to us, it would be, I used to always see S3 Amazon Oz. I was like, S3 Amazon Oz. 
okay, I don't know what that is, but not knowing it was, you know, S3 bucket and AWS. But I was like, I want to learn that. So I started researching that and I seen that like the average salary was like 136. I was like, yep, that's what I'm going to do. 136, here I come. Not bad. (laughs) Yeah, man. So ended up finding Linux Academy to train with, got my three certifications and realized I needed more. And I actually uh, got what I needed. I got the Linux skills, infrastructure skills, started working on that and started working on scripting and everything and um, started learning cloud formation. And at the time, Linux Academy for the AWS side was big on, they still are big on using cloud formation for our templates, right? So a TA position, a training architect position opened up in Linux Academy and I went and applied and I got through the third interview. Tom Hazlitt gave me the demo and I did the demo and then he came back and was like, man, you did an awesome job on the demo. You, I liked it. He said, however, I'm hesitant of hiring you because all of our training architects have at least five years of experience in the industry, plus some of them even coming from uh, training backgrounds, right? And you were just brand new at that point. Yeah, brand new. Never been in the industry. And um, he was like, so I'm not going to give you this position. I'm sorry. And I was like, shit, man, like another failure. (laughs) Oh, man. He was like, but I like your hustle, your passion, your grind, your hungry. He said, man, I just created a position for you yesterday. Here, check it out. Here's the budget. Here's the salary. Well, I seen the salary. I didn't give a shit. I was like, what you want me to do? I could start mopping floors. Whatever position. Yeah. <laughs> I'll mop floors to get in here, bro. This salary right here. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll do that right now. You know, that was the that was the birth right there, man. And uh oh, and let me wind it back real quick, right? So before when he gave me the demo. I've been on videos. I've been on stage in front of thousands of people. <laughs> I've did everything that was scary as far as marketing myself. But when he gave me that demo, that was one of the scariest things I ever did in my life. And I actually told my wife that I I sat in bed and I told her, I said, you know what? I'm going to email Tom and tell him that um, I'm going to pass up on the training architect position because... I just, you know, I don't think I want to do a demo and I don't think I want to do this if I got to do this every day because I was so scared of it, right? Oh, man. <laughs> and I was literally about to email him the next day, bro. And what kept you from doing that? Well, a voice said, man, if you don't get your ass up and do this demo, bro, and stop being a, a, a sissy, you know, or, you know, stop being, you know, soft with it and go and go hard with it and do what you're supposed to do to make sure you get what you're trying to get. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. So I did it and it ended up landing me the gig at Linux Academy anyway. And if it wasn't for that small voice, I probably would still be in banking, bro. Cause I was literally about to give up. You know, I felt this just earlier this week is oftentimes we can find ourselves either, you know, not feeling like reaching into those discomfort zones where all of that like pretty cool opportunity stuff happens. But also you just, you know, when you're on a path, you just find these dips and those are really hard. And it's the people around you who help you with that. But it's also finding something in you that just says, okay, well, why am I doing this again? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aiming over there, you know, just up there a little bit. And this is a dip I got to go through and it's going to be uncomfortable. And I don't, you know, it's easier not to do it, but it's not going to get you where you want to go. So you just got to 
just got to power through it and hustle, like you said, right? Yeah, same thing. You know, like I said, you don't want to go to the gym every day, but you want to lose weight. You don't want to eat right, but you want to lose weight. So you have to eat right. You have to go through the tasteless food to get the the, the body that you want. That's some pretty powerful stuff there, Brodus. <laughs> That's a great story. Um, one One curiosity I have, how was it for you... Because you mentioned, you know, being in music and doing some kind of like not quite standard stuff for your career when you were a little bit younger uh, and, and you've transitioned since then. But what was it like for you moving from sort of setting your own schedule and setting your own expectations and chasing that sort of unorthodox path to, for instance, like moving into the banking world, which is perceived as like pretty pretty structured and uh, pretty sort of like eight, eight to four sort of stuff. Um, was that a, a challenge? Yeah, definitely. Um, because now like to break it down, right. As a banker, they had a pretty structure of everything. I mean, they had control over everything. And what I mean by that is if you came in as a customer and let's say you just lost the pen to your debit card, I'm supposed to sit down with you, make you come in the office. And st- I know you're coming in for a pen for a debit card, but we're going to try to turn this into a sales. We're going to try to sell you anything that we can sell you. So I had to like say, hey, Brent, I know you're coming in for the debit card, but why I get that fixed for you? Um, I want to talk about your financial priorities. Here's a financial priority worksheet. And you like, bro, I'm just here for a debit card pen, man. Like, where my pen? Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> I'm supposed to force you to do that. Then I'm supposed to go through your account and it takes me step by step through your account. And what it does is it assesses to see if you're pre-approved for any type of credit or anything. And, and if you are, then uh, then they're going to push that, right? Yeah. But the, the the crazy thing about it is they make you take what they call a miss session. And this miss session is I have to figure out a way to take a break from you to go in the office with my manager to discuss how I'm going to implement and selling you this product. So the manager is looking at your profile with me and saying, hey, Brent is uh, approved for a signature visa card. Tell me how you're going to position it to him. And I got to tell him or her how I'm going to position it to you. And he's going to say, so tell me if he has any rebuttals, what are your, how you going to work around those roadblocks? Why are you in the office waiting for your debit card <laughs> pin? And then I come back and have to sell this product to you. So I just got tired of doing that, man. It was just, I had no future in that for me. And, and you know, I, I know a lot of successful bankers that went on to be successful operation uh, executives, but for me, that wasn't a road, bro. Are there some takeaways there that were helpful for you now, either because they showed you some skills that were helpful or because they showed you what not to do? Yeah. So it showed me how to care, right? It showed me how to understand and really uh, have a conversation about what the client wants and needs, right? If you coming in there for a debit card pin and I seen that you're approved for a visa signature card, my internal instinct is to talk to you about, well, while I'm taking this, tell me, like, do you have any um, thing that you're doing? Just having a conversation, right? And I say, you know, what's going on this weekend? You might say, well, you know, I'm taking my daughter to college. Um, she's our first day starting Monday and everything. So that tells me, okay, well, have you thought about building credit for her right now? I mean, she's 18. She's going to college. You know, you're trying to build her to be a successful, independent adult. Have you thought about any credit opportunities to help her with that? 
those things get you thinking. And that's what I learned is to not try to sell you something you don't need, try to position something that you need and, and show you the benefit of it. It did help me with, with facing fears with talking to every customer, right? And this is why I talk a lot now, because I was faced with every type of customer that came in the banking industry. I mean, you you know, everyone's different. It helped me um, mold me to uh, be the person to be able to analyze and troubleshoot and um, assess and give you benefits of why you should do this or that. It's so fascinating sometimes where we pick up the skills that help us a little bit later on, right? Like, like hearing that, I was thinking that that whole situation, even though maybe, you know, you, you clearly saw that you didn't want to do it long term, it, it sounds like it really taught you empathy and to put yourself into someone else's shoes to, to really see their case and to try to help them with exactly what they need, not just what you think they need. Right. Yep. And that's hugely valuable. And I can see how that would apply to what you're doing now in a really beautiful way. Yeah, man. Um, it's just, you never know, man. Like I feel God just, you know, takes you through the steps that you feel right now. You're going through the fire. So at that time in banking, I felt like I hate getting up. I hate going to the bank and I hate dealing with nasty customers over their finances. But he was building me for a career like this. You know, he's building me to build my own business and to take everything that I learned and everything that I said I weren't going to do anymore and apply it to the principles of myself. Brodus, if uh, if you had something that you wanted to ask of our community, of the listeners, um, what do you think it would be? Uh, like something you want them to go see or visit, something you want them to think about? If you ever have an interest in, you know, leveling up and 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 really just building yourself and advancing into the cloud field, um, go to Level Up with Broadus. Join my free Facebook group. It's an awesome networking group of everyone who's just learning cloud and trying to transition and advance their career. I'm putting out content that's going to help you move from point A to point B. And, you know, I'm just here for, the, for you guys, here for the people, really. So check out levelupwithbroadus.com. So and it sounds really fascinating to have those kind of uh, those that group set up too. Uh, that's not always something you can get when you're just kind of like digging through Google and finding resources for yourself. So uh, what what is that like? Right now we push in a uh, hundred people in a group and it's just a group for everyone who's just starting their or trying to start their career in cloud and they may be a waitress to someone who is a project manager and is trying to learn cloud right and one thing you know i push the uh, linux academy platform for them to get the hands-on training but it's also a group for me to give value to them and and show them the real way of what they need to do, um, how they need to brand themselves as employees and as a person of, of expertise and how they need to uh, do their resume um, from uh, little steps of if you want to become, let's say you're trying to learn cloud, but you need to learn how to become a Linux system admin first and learn the infrastructure. Here are some of the courses that you can take on Linux Academy that can help you do that. And it's just giving them value, man. And some of them become our clients and some of them stay in the group until, you know, they reach a point where they need extra coaching and they come to me and then they ask for help. That's awesome. And I would imagine if someone wants to just give this a try, you've got somewhere uh, that they can just kind of see see what it's like. Yeah. So 
um, uh, levelupabroadest.com because when you go there, it's going to be a video that explains to you everything what the, the group is like. Um, and you can click on the link under the video to have gain access to that group and I'll prove you immediately. So take your butts there right now. Sweet. That's a, that's a good resource for everybody. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Broadus, you, you mentioned your website, but if there's anywhere else that people would like to, uh, to reach out to you and get in contact with you, where would you send them? You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, linkedin.com forward slash level up with Broadus, um, or just research Broadus Palmer, B-R-O-A-D-U-S Palmer on LinkedIn. Um, you can reach out to me on Facebook. You can reach out to me on, on Twitter, level up with BP. Um, or once again, you can go to the level up with broadest.com website. Broadest, thank you so much for connecting with me. I love your, I love your story going from music to sneakers to uh, what you're doing now. That's pretty uh, unique and amazing. And I think, uh, but there's a lot of nuggets in there that people can, can connect with. So thanks for sharing that story. Hey, uh, it's a pleasure being here, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. And, uh, hopefully we'll talk soon.